All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the conversation. Over 85% of people across the country are having today. That's right. It's relationships. And uh, we got somebody here tonight. We got a couple of somebody's here tonight to talk to you about who can be the only one he ever needs. Oh, my goodness. You guys don't want to miss it. It's going down, and it's going down right now on Off Defense. It starts right now. I turn it on, and I leave it on. Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web, this is Off the Fence with Finch. All I can say is, wow, I'm addicted to this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've seen my first guest as a psychology expert on CNN and HLN, and you've heard him on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. ABC Nightline, and as a co-host of TV One's Love Addiction, he's also the author of the best-selling book, The Ring Formula, How to Be the Only One He Ever Needs. Oh, my goodness. It's going down right now in the fire. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Alden Ward Tart. Hey, what's, what's going on, on, my friend? Long time no see. Yeah, man, it's been years, man. We did this, what, 12 years ago on the radio. I know, man. Time flies. Both man, still you, looking young, though. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, you look extraordinarily young, man. What you drinking? Uh, hey, you know what? It's called the mascara brush, brother. You <laughs> get the gray out, man. That's what that's called. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's what man, it is. FedEx me some of that, man. I need to get <laughs> <laughs> I'll get black ice on the line and they know what to do, man. <laughs> black ice, huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's going down. So, man, for those who are not familiar with you, I don't see who wouldn't be. But for those who might not be, let's talk about how you became so astute in relationships. Well, you know, I've been a psychologist for 21 years now. So I've been out this counseling people every single day. So I may you know, play a psychologist on TV. But I do this every day for 21 years, dealing with people who are single, people who are married, people divorced, people uh, marrying after divorce. So I get to see people at all different stages and, and study and see what works. So I'm excited about it. I love it. I love seeing um, I love seeing love work. I love seeing people struggle through it and making it work in the end. And then I also <laughs> like seeing people get out of toxic relationships. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, and go find one that can actually work. See now, see now, you about to start some trouble early, man. Hey, why early. not? You want me to keep it real? I'm gonna keep it real. Absolutely. So, so let, let's talk about that. For now, you wrote a book uh, some years ago called The Ring Formula. We're gonna talk about that a little later in the show. Okay, okay. But let's talk about the things you've seen because I did. I read some stats about relationships, and they said shared interests and sex are vitally important. Is that something that you see in your practice when it comes yeah, we, to people? Yeah, yeah. So one, let's talk about shared interests. All right. Mm -hmm. And so really it's about it's not only it's it's interesting. It's not that people pick someone that's similar to them. Most people pick someone who's different. All mm -hmm. right. So there's studies that show that most people actually pick someone who's different from them. That's not what it is. It's their ability. It's called to accept influence. So if we're dating, am I willing to let you influence how I think and feel? So that wow. we can meet in the middle. So we can be different. But if you don't like Chinese and I like soul food, am I willing to do 50-50 for this relationship? That is that is big. 
And then interesting, because you talked about sex, what's interesting is the number one reason why people divorce within the first year is sexual incompatibility. Wow. It's, when you think about it, that makes sense, because it's a lot of things people can deal with. Okay, lack of chemistry, money problems, arguing, <laughs> in-law, lack of intimacy, compatibility. People, I have to do this for the next 50 years? And so that's why we talk about it in premarital, where that was typically taboo for the church. Now everyone talks mm. about compatibility so they can make sure that's not the number one reason why they are separating after they get married. So studies show that 64 percent of married couples say that shared interest is vitally important and 61 percent says satisfying sex. Now, right, 56 percent so says sharing household chores. Now, I don't know how that plays into the equation, but. Well, that goes together. Well, you know, it goes together because we have this new idea about wives right now. So it's not like woman's at home taking care of the household. She is working as well, but we still had these old school ideas that she's still going to cook, still going to clean, still going to iron our shirts, still going to take care of the kids while she's pulling down the same low, if not more than her spouse or her boyfriend. So when husbands step up to take, we call it chore play. Okay. All right, you take some of the chores off, your wife actually has room to actually feel intimate, to be sexual because she's not in maid mode, cook mode, chef mode, um, uh, vacuum mode. She's able to actually be in a place where she can date you. So there are a lot of men, they do one or two things. They say, all right, tell me what chores I need to knock out so that we can be together tonight. Or I'm open to spending more income to bringing in a maid service, doing whatever we need to do. Having mama come over to fold some towels, whatever needs to happen so that we <laughs> so that we take the load off of you. So you're not exhausted by the end of the night. That's what's happening. A lot of people are just exhausted. Now, let's talk about what, what kind of guys have that you found in your practice have that mindset of she got to do all these things, cook clean. She works the same amount of hours he works and he expects her to do all these things. What kind of guy is that? Uh, most. <laughs> really most, most when you think about now remember i'm here in georgia so it's a different kind of guy that's in georgia than in california or new york right you know or, or in a different country all right or in the caribbean so it was totally different guys and so most guys still have old school mentality when it comes to division of labor when it comes to parenting and chores it's not too many guys when you say who does most chores where the guy raises his hand what we find what we find now is that couples now are having to talk about it in premarital. We have them. Hey, what is your idea of equal division of labor? And so couples are now defining that. Whereas before it used to just be the man works and the woman takes care of the house. Now couples are talking about, well, if I cook, then you cook. So couples mm -hmm. are redefining that so that they don't have one spouse that's just totally worn out, which causes problems elsewhere. Just like you said. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's the, the key point. You know, it's like we have grown in our society to do things because we saw somebody else do it or we was told this was what you're supposed to do. Not ever looking to define our own, what works for us in a relationship or not. You know, that's what I'm finding. with, with no, people. no, it's real. I mean, today's man is different from our fathers, like you said. You know, a lot of men know how to cook. And a lot of men that say, no, nah, I go ahead and give our daughter a bath. And a lot of men is like, look, I'm not the breadwinner. My wife is. And I'm cool with it. It just depends on where you are in security with your own career. And so men realize that, that things have changed. It's not our parents' relationship. But how do we make it work?
You know, it's interesting. I had a <laughs> I had a conversation with our oldest daughter, who's 14, about just gender roles. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and we had very different gender roles. All right. I was like, nah, you know, like the man should pay for most of the dates and the man should have the res- responsibility of the household bills by and large. She was like, why? Why wouldn't it just be 50 50? I was like, okay, you're not dating. You're, you're, you're just staying. You're going to get taken advantage of, girl. But it was a dope conversation because she didn't see why it could be 50 50. With women's equality, women can do whatever men can do. So why should she, why should he be responsible for the majority of the bills when she could do it equally when it comes to income and generating revenue? Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are having the relationship conversation. We have Dr. Aldewan Tart. He's here. He wrote the book, The Ring Former. Now, you wrote that book how many years ago? Man, I can't even remember. It's been at least a, you know, you know, I think it's been at least a decade because I met my wife. She read the book and that's how we semi-connected. So I Get know out of here. Yeah, we've been together for 11. So it, you probably write about 12 or 13 years ago, man. Yeah. Oh, we, we actually now be, because, you know, my wife and I met as underground matchmakers. Okay. All right. I was underground matchmaker. She was underground matchmaker. We got together and did an event. We actually started this program called the ringformula.com where we come together and give relationship advice. So you get the wife's perspective on dating, you get the husband's perspective on dating, and then we help singles negotiate what's going on in this world right now. How to attract a mate, how right. to how to catch a man's it's only for women though. So they're getting wow. advice from, from a man and a woman about what men want, and then people are really interested. And my wife's perspective, like when she was on the single scene, how do you navigate this? And so that's been going extremely well. So y'all check out ringformula.com. Ringformula.com. All right. So we're going to talk about a little bit of those formulas that you use in the ring formula because you use the subtitle how to what does it say? How to be the only yeah. one he'll yeah. ever need. Right. Right. Ooh, right. So basically, basically, basically how to be the one. So, so, so when you talk to married men, okay. all right, and when you sit down and talk to them, how long in your conversations does it, t- how long do they say it took them to realize that the woman they were dating was their wife? What do most men say? Some of them, it's a while. Some of them knew in, within a, a matter of months. Uh, some of them have still have no clue. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. Most time when you talk to men, they tell you right away. When I met her, I knew she had the potential to be my wife. When you ask her, how did you know you found the one? They tell you right then and there. When I met her, I knew she had white potential. And you know this dating because you know in three seconds, 10 seconds, 10, no more than 10 minutes, where the woman has potential to be your wife. And so it's mm. really helping women to understand that men are really looking for the one. It's not, it's different from when we're young, where men are, some men are trying to sow their oats or some men are trying to play. There comes a part in most men's lives, not all, but most men are married. They come to a point where they're like, I'm ready to settle down today. And I'm mm-hmm. looking for the one, not eight. I'm looking for the one woman that I can bring home to mom and spend my life with to be my friend. Okay. So let's look, let's look a little closer to that because across this country, you have a host of men who might be watching this. They might be listening on one of the podcasts and platforms and you have a host of women. You you've met a uh, thousands of them across the country and we always have this thing where I'm not sure if you're the one yet. Is it more so the man not being certain of what he needs, what he desires in his life? Or is he playing games, as some of the women normally say? 
No, nah, I mean, most men know what they want. A man that wants it, most men, the men that are decisive are decisive when it comes to the woman that they want. Now, if you have a man that's indecisive, chances are he's indecisive by his career. He's mm -hmm. indecisive by how he wants to look. He's indecisive about his money. He's indecisive about his investments. But there are a lot of men that know exactly what they want. And when they meet her, men become possessive. They do everything they can to be able to say, I need you to let go of anyone you're talking to. Pay, pay attention to me because I've dated my whole life to find the one. And now that I found you, I'm ready. I'm ready to commit and take you off the market because I want to possess you as my wife, not control you. But I mm -hmm. want to be able to earn the right for you to say, yeah, that's my man. That's my husband. Why? Because married men are happier, healthier and wealthier, according to the research. And so when you look at most households, the older you get, the more men marry. The older men get, the less you see men who are single. And I'm going to tell you this from primary care physicians. When men start turning 45, 50, the primary care physician tries to convince men to date. Why? Because as they get older, they realize you're going to need a wife to be able to, to care for you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's real. Listen, I, I just had I just had a gallbladder surgery maybe about two months ago. And in the lobby, uh, unfortunately, it was mostly men there. But it was wives all over the place. When I woke up, my wife was right there. Uh, mm. it, it, when they bring you, they make you do the mandatory wheelchair. All right, your wife is right there. So as you get older, you need someone to take care of you. It's a, it's a matter of survival. I guess I got to start dating. Huh? You, you do. Hey, you know, anytime, brother. <laughs> anytime. You know, the, the women here in Atlanta are plentiful, but I, I know they are in, in Cali as well. But, you know, the studies show that it's harder to date in bigger cities than it is smaller towns. Well, why is that? <laughs> selection, selection, distraction, <laughs> distraction. So much going on, especially in Atlanta. Man, there's so much distraction going on. So many options when it comes to dating. So many different opportunities. So many things to do seven days a week. Unfortunately, even during COVID. All right. Atlanta has not getting, gotten the memo to stay inside. They have not. They're not listening. All mm -hmm. right. So it's so many different options, but you know this, you can date 20 people and none of them can be the one. So when you find that right one, everything feels different and you don't take it for granted like you did when you're young. You mm -hmm. say, I might have something special here. I can't, I can't, I can't take it for granted that I'm gonna meet someone that I click with like this, that we have this many things in common, or we're at least able to just agree to disagree so quickly and work through issues. So, so you, you, you mentioned the one now, is this, is this the one, the one and only for you, or is this just the one for you in particular? Well, I, I guess we're, we're talking about, uh, I'll answer in two ways. One, if you're talking about your soulmate, yeah, a lot of people that most married men don't want to go back on the single, don't want to go back and be single. They don't say that they, they like, man, no, I would, it took me this long to get along with someone, for us to work through the chores and child rearing and careers and faith and family. It took so long for you to get me. I don't want to start over with someone else having to figure that out and me figure them out. Mm -hmm. That took too much work. But yeah. then but then there's also another subset where I think you're going is that in the marriage, it's important that you also have friends, that your spouse is not your everything. So when we say the one, you can have a spouse and also have friends also have hobbies, also have things to do so that when your relationship or your marriage is in a, in a, in the Valley, like it's going to go through relationships go, you, you don't feel devastated because right. you have other sources to support you while 
your husband's grieving the loss of his mom or why your wife is grieving the loss of her parent or going through menopause or a loss of a job or whatever it is. You're able to make it through because they're not your only source of attention. Somebody's uh, girlfriend or boyfriend is saying, no, not mine. She can't have no friends. Well, it depends on how attractive they are. All right. That's a, <laughs> that's a caveat. That's a caveat. In the research, they recommend it is a bad idea to have friends who you're attracted to. Hmm. Yeah, because that, that attraction is there. The connection is there. You go through a valley. What's what's stopping you from crossing the line other than self-discipline? And we know people self-discipline varies. People don't have self-discipline. <laughs> Come well, on now. You, well, you know what? You have to work on it. When I sit and talk to men like at men's retreats and we talk about lust, we talk about temptation and we talk about just the demolition of your marriage and your family when you do get caught cheating. All right. Men want to know how to have more self-discipline. So that's when we start talking about fasting. We start talking about exercise. We start talking about prayer because that's teaching you to resist on a regular basis. And it's actually teaching you self-discipline. If you don't practice it and your self-discipline muscle is not high and you're an attractive man or woman who travels a lot and people have access to you, Lord help you. You better have some discipline. <laughs> you better have some discipline. Listen, I, we're I, talking I, told, to... I told my wife, is there's two people I, I, I don't think I'm going to have discipline with. That's going to be Rihanna and Janet Jackson. And hers, <laughs> is, hers is Usher and Genuine. So unless they come around, we good. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Dr. Alderwood Tart. Uh, now, again, if you guys have questions, some of you guys uh, inbox me questions. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, you, this is your time to ask your question. You can type them in the chat if you're on YouTube. You can type them in the chat if you're on uh, Facebook, and we'll see all your questions and we'll ask them right here tonight. Uh, so, so let's talk about the ring formula because a lot of people want to know how. A lot of women probably want to know how do I be all he ever needs in this lifetime? How do I become that? What would what what would you say would be step one per se? Oh, 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 self-confident. Oh, you have to be self-confident in yourself. So if you see yourself as unique, then a man's going to be able to see you as unique. And when you when you poll men and you say, what type of woman do you like? They like all types of body shapes. When you look at married men, their wives look the variety. You don't see them looking just one way. Right. But which each man says is that. She walked like she knew she had it going on. She talked like she had it going. She knew when we were dating, she had a higher standard for me. She didn't, she, she acted as if I should treat her like the one. So, one, the first step for women is to be able to have self-confidence. And, and that means that you know what you bring to the table because once you know who you are and you know what value you bring to a man's life, you behave like it, and then the man follows suit. If there's that mutual attraction where women running run into trouble is that they look for a man to add to their confidence oh. or they feel like they if they please the man. So these are women that date narcissists. So if I just focus on making the man happy and I don't have that many needs myself, right. the relationship's going to go well. That's just a recipe for getting played. So you need to be confident. Okay. You need to be happy. You need to know you need to know that you need to be a wife. Already, you need to be wife material in your mind already before you meet him, and then you're gonna have marriage minded men knocking down their door, like, Hey, let me talk to you. Hey, what you, what you talking about? So, you need you saying you need to be marriage minded before you get married, right? So, uh, there's an age where women are, but you have to kind of ask and, and, and see where men are. But when a woman is ready 
and she knows that she's a wife, she will attract a number of guys because guys can sense energy. Guys can sense confidence. Guys like confidence. Your confidence makes me confident. You actually just like, like quick story. I was in California and uh, I was dating this young lady and she went to the bathroom and I was at the bar and there was this other woman. She was so funny. She was a comedian. I was all in her mouth. I ain't gonna lie. I was all in her mouth. I was laughing. <laughs> I was leaning over. I even think I had my hand over, you know, like you crazy. And so I looked up after like 10 minutes and I realized, man, my girl been in the bathroom a long time. <laughs> I looked to the left and she was standing behind me. All wow. right. So it was that, you know, it was that uncomfortable silence. But I'm I'm weak, bro. I can't take that. So I was like, look, I'm just gonna call it like it is. I was all it looked like I was all in that girl mouth. Can we fix this right now? Because I don't want any smoke. All right. And I was like, it looked weird, but she was a comedian. She had me laughing. It was cracking jokes, but you know, I, I wasn't trying to talk to her. If you if you want me to introduce you to her right now, we can go ahead and end this right now so you can see. And she said, I want, I'm not even tripping. Wow. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, look at her. Look at her. All right, we got All a right. question here, man. Uh, why are some women, why are some women so self-centered? Yeah, I don't think that's a gender problem. I think there's some people who are just self-centered. All right. And so those people you should not be in a relationship with. You might be talking about some narcissism or at least some narcissistic traits. All right. So what is narcissism? Thinking too highly of yourself. Mm. Well, guess who they tend to be in relationships with? People to, who think too less of oh, themselves yeah. are yeah. not enough. Yeah. So you have to ask. You'll never see two narcissists date. They're going right. to be like, man, I wish you would think that I'm going to push play on you all the time. Yeah. And not get 50-50. So I think there are, there are some people that just don't, they're just not good. They don't have good interpersonal skills. They don't compromise. They don't play well on the, on the playground. They, they want to relate. They, if they're Barbie, they want a Ken. They don't want to date that man for what he is, who he is. They want that man to fit into their world and be who they like. And that goes vice versa. So if you see someone who's self-centered, that is a relationship for you to avoid. Because the number one quality, at least for men, as far as being marriage material, according to the research, is how influenceable is that man? That means how open is he to allow his wife to have an imprint on how he moves day to day? Okay. Well, what about listening skills? Because, you know, you, you, you hear a lot about, you know, she doesn't listen to me because he he says one thing. She hears something completely different than what he said or she says something and he blows her off. H how important is listening in relationships? It's, it's the most important skill. It's not talking because mm. we can we can talk over each other right now. Right. We can argue who's going to win. No one. Right. All right. No. But if I want to make the investment in this relationship, I'm going to listen. I'm going to say, what do you mean by that, brother? Or why, you know, why you think that? Mm -hmm. Or tell me, tell me how you came to that conclusion. And you're going to feel like I listened to you. So the goal in relationships is not to agree. It's actually to get your partner. Okay, I get where you're coming from. I don't, I don't see the world the same way, but I totally get how you can see me coming in and taking a shower before speaking to you is disrespectful. I can see, I, now I wasn't trying to disrespect you. I was just trying to wash the day off. And then I was going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But I totally get how me walking by you, not saying what's up, not hugging you and running right to the shower could be perceived like I was ignoring you. So listening skills are everything. And it's something that both spouses really have to hone, have to work on in premarital and marital counseling, just to make sure that you get where your spouse is coming from. All right. Here's another question here. Is it bad that I'm not willing to settle for a man I'm not attracted to? <laughs> <laughs> you want to cheat? I mean, do you want to be unhappy and cheat? Do you want to be like that couple we expressed in the first six months, a year, you're divorced because there's no sexual compatibility? 
If you're not attracted to someone, how your libido gonna rise? Let me just keep it. I'm keep it. Let me just keep it one hundred. Please there's talk no about desire, it. There's no desire, no anticipation, um, and then no satisfaction because you're not stimulated. How is that gonna work? All you're gonna do is hurt that man's feeling. Really, what she's asking, I believe, is should I settle? Because mm. why would you ask that question if you felt like you can get a guy you connect with who you attracted to where y'all see the world the same way? And, and the difference is you can agree to disagree. So no settling in relationships. It just does not work. He's not going to look any finer at the altar. He's not going <laughs> to look any better year two. Matter of fact, he's going to look worse because you feel like you've tolerated it and you thought at some point it was just click. And what we know from the re relationship either is there or it's not. You can't manufacture attraction. You can manufacture some chemistry. You can manufacture uh, some compromise, some teamwork, but you can't manufacture attraction. You cannot manufacture attraction. All right, right Dr. Alderwan Tart is here, ladies and gentlemen. Give him your website again. Hey, check me out at drtart.com, or if you're married, check us out at betterhusbandbetterwife.com. We do monthly marital classes, walking you through everything you need to simply have a better marriage. So that's betterhusbandbetterwife.com. And if you're single, check us out at ringformula.com. Yo, 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 yo. You're in the mix. The world's finest, man. DJ. Down. Like Bust it. I have the radio on the telly.